Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Concord Alumni Delta Sigma Theta Arts and Letters Podcast. This podcast will serve as an educational resource as it relates to art in our local community and across our nation. Throughout the season, we will interview various guests, each possessing their own unique method of creative expression. Today's episode focuses on healing through storytelling. You are tuned in to our special breast cancer awareness episode. We're discussing how the art of storytelling helped to to reconnect two friends and to strengthen their sisterhood while bringing awareness to the issue of breast cancer in women under the age of 40 years old. Today, I am talking with my good friend, Nicole Schultz from Cincinnati, Ohio, who I've known for more than 20 years. Nicole and I lost touch over the years, and when we reconnected, she had recently been diagnosed with breast cancer. Today's podcast will focus on the power of sharing your story and healing through artistic expression. So, Nicole, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, we are glad that you could join us today. So I'll just start by saying when I found you on Facebook a few years back, the first post that I saw was a comment about your breast cancer diagnosis. So what gave you the courage to share your story on social media? Um, you know, breast cancer is is a a very deadly disease and I had a friend that passed away a few years back from breast cancer before I was actually diagnosed and I just felt compelled to you know let my story play out where other people can see it because I knew there was going to be somebody that may be going through the same thing that you know could use something that I was doing or could see that you know they had somebody they could talk to when it comes to, you know, breast cancer and stuff like that. Right. That's beautiful. So did you feel supported um, by posting on social media? Did you receive any negative comments or any negative feedback from doing it? No, I didn't. Um, it was actually amazing. Um, I have um, acquaintances all across the United States now that that was the link for breast cancer um Mm -hmm. and I've received like and during the time I was getting like cards people were sending me flowers it was always somebody giving me like encouragement and giving me different things like hey you know did you know you can do this and they have this help group and they got this and so it was a very positive experience I never received any any type of negativity nice Okay, so how did your friends and family feel about you being so public about your story? Uh, my mom, she's old school, you know, <laughs> she used to always be like, quit putting all your business on Facebook. But, you know, after I started going through it and sometimes people would reach out to my mom and ask her like, well, can, can I have her number or can you tell her to call me? Then it was like, I'm really glad you're doing this. You know, and all my friends was very supportive because they always felt like it's always somebody that you could reach, you know, when you're going through that. So people have used storytelling as a way to share personal, historical and cultural events for hundreds of years. Storytelling has resolved conflict. It's healed old wounds. And in our case, it reconnected us. 
and on a deeper level. (laughs) So transparency moment, when I first saw your post, I was dealing with these feelings of needing to go get a mammogram. Didn't know, you know, where they, you know, where it stemmed from. um, Because there was no history of breast cancer in my family at the time. And I didn't have any symptoms, but there was just this nagging urgency that I felt it was like, sis, you need to go get a, a mammogram. You need to go get a mammogram. And then when I saw your post, it like confirmed it for me. Like, I was like, we're not even 40 years old yet. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, Melissa, go get your mammogram. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, I was dealing with my own issues. And like I said, there was no, no symptoms. There was no pain. There was nothing that would say you need to go have this done. But by you posting your story, you inspired me to take action and go have that done. And as we both know, um, because of that, and, you know, by going and getting checked out, I was diagnosed with breast Mm -hmm. breast cancer and it was called early. um, So it was stage one, but I do just hold a special place in my heart for you because you solidified it for me. You were, you were that final confirmation that I needed, you know, to act on what I was already feeling. Right. And that's just by sharing your story and just being transparent. So I just want you to know that, you know, I'm forever grateful to you for that. Hey, you know, our connection was super strong. And then we kind of, like you said, we lost touch. And maybe it was meant for me to put, you know, to do that so that you could, you know, go get your mammogram and stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. I have had other people, you know, call me, like I've had people call me on Facebook in the middle of the night. And I'm looking at my phone like, who's this you know like hey you know my mom has breast cancer she doesn't know can you talk to her and I don't know how I had that type of strength because you know mine was stage three and Mm -hmm. um it was very aggressive but mentally I'm like I just have to be a vessel for other people you know Mm -hmm. so that they can understand like it's still hope you know because at first when I thought about it you know breast cancer that's like a death sentence that's the first thing I thought about you Mm -hmm. know so I, that's another reason why I wanted to publicly display it because I wanted people to see like it doesn't mean death. You don't it doesn't mean you're going to die. It means that you might have a rough time and you're going to have to fight, but you can survive. Right. Know? That's right. So not only did you share your story on social media, you have mm-hmm. become an author, ma'am. <laughs> beautiful book yes so tell us about your book broken crayon steel color i know you are one of the co-authors of this book so tell us about this okay yeah broken crayon steel color um one of my life coaches her name is stacy bryant and she came to me she's been on my back for a long time about writing this book about writing a book period and so i had started when i first got sick but mentally, I just couldn't concentrate. I was all over the place. So I was just writing anything and everything, you know, and then I just put it away. One day she called me like, hey, I ain't trying to hear what you're saying. You're going to be a part of this. You know, we got all these amazing co-authors and I really want you to be a part of it. And I'm the only one that wrote about a, a illness. Everybody else did like domestic violence and stuff like that. But um, it definitely took me back to when I was actually fighting like I was like I was back there again you know what I'm saying and it actually was it it was great 
you know, it's my very first time and, you know, it's not my book completely, but I'm a part of it, you know, so yeah, it was a great, great opportunity. Well, good, good. And it's very well written. You did a great job with that. So how did you write your chapter? And also, because I know it can get emotional. I know it kind of took you back to when you were fighting, but how did you keep that balance between, you know, being able to write your story and still taking care of your emotional health while you were doing that? Um. My mom always used to tell me, like, don't hold any of that energy in. If you feel like you want to cry, cry. And actually, I wrote most of the part, most of my part while I was in tears. Um, It was very emotional. And that's how everything would come back to me. Like, oh, I remember this. You know, I remember how that felt, you know. So I I cried a lot just because I had to repeat what happened, you know, and talk about it all over again. But, you know, the emotions actually helped me get through it quicker. Right. Nice. So for our listeners out there, um, you know, who may not know, you know, the signs of breast cancer or what to look for or, you know, what what were some of the symptoms that you experienced? Well, the crazy part is, is that um, I had two different types of cancer. Um, I had some of it was in my lymph nodes and then they found a very tiny tumor in my breast nipple. So the only symptom I had was underneath my arm, the lymph nodes was really, really sore. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking I might've nicked myself shaving or something like that, or it might be the deodorant or whatever, but that's how it started for me. Now, a lot of times when you get breast cancer, you don't have any symptoms. Your breasts don't hurt. You know, you don't really know. But for me, the warning was when my lymph nodes swelled up. And then the fatigue, like I could understand why I was always like so tired. Like I can't even describe that type of fatigue. It was, it was more than just being one to lay down and sleep. It was like your body just was so, so tired, you know? And I, when I look back on it, those were signs as well prior to the pain coming on, you know? And then what made you act and go get a mammogram? I went to my primary care physician and they treated me with some antibiotics first. They were like, oh, you know, you probably nicked yourself. This should knock it out. So I was on antibiotics for like 60 days. Mm-hmm. My mom works in oncology and she called me like, hey, I need you to go get a second opinion. I went and got a second opinion and they diagnosed me with breast cancer. So if it wasn't for her, I might have still been just, you know, lingering around because they did a ultra, they did a mammogram actually mm-hmm. when I first went. But there was nothing they could find because they just did a regular mammogram. My mom ended up making them do an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's how they found the, the tumor. And I would have to say for me, um, I just tell people to trust your intuition. Um, mm-hmm. Because that, like I said, there was no sign that it would was even anything that was was coming into my spectrum. But if you have that nagging feeling that you need to have something checked out or you need to take action on something, do it because, you know, that's not just coincidence. So just always act on that. And um, for me, it was an ultrasound as well as a blood test that um, confirmed my diagnosis. So for our listeners out there, you know, 
if you have that mammogram, nothing comes back and, you know, someone's trying to convince you that, hey, you, you may just need an antibiotic or it's nothing serious, always seek that second opinion because it, it can be a, a little devious. It can be a little hard yeah. to, to diagnose. Absolutely. And, you know, they have the, um, the I have the BRCA gene as well. Um, so I don't, as, as a woman, I never thought about that type of stuff before. I always got mammograms because cancer runs in my family, but mm -hmm. to think that I could have went and got tested a long time ago, that would have told me I had some kind of little mutation going on. Like that's very important, right. you know, um, and intuition, like you said, you know, your body better than anybody. And I knew that I was sick. I knew it was more than just a nick. After that 60 days of uh, medicine and I wasn't getting any better, mentally, I knew I knew something was wrong. I knew it was bad. Your intuition going to tell you you've been living in your body all your life. Right. You know? The doctors can't tell you every single thing. They just can't because they're, they're men. They are human. They can't say everything, but you know you better than anybody else. So pivoting back to your chapter in the book, has that been a positive experience for you? It has been a positive experience, you know, because the book is just a chapter. You know how some people got to find some type of negativity in something. So I've had a lot of sales and I still got people asking me for, you know, for my copy and stuff like that. But it's mm -hmm. like because it's not, I'm not I don't have the whole book It's like it's really not a big deal like it, it would have been if the book was all mine you know oh, what I'm saying okay but I, I I mean I got a little bit of positive um you know positiveness out of the, out of it and I'm still selling them yeah. yeah so how did you feel after it was said and done you finished your chapter book was published it was released how did you personally feel after that I was excited because I'd never accomplished that you know yeah. I think me and you talked before and I kept saying, Melissa, I'm gonna write this book. I'm gonna yeah. write this book. And I've been telling you and I've been watching you and I'm like, man, she is really doing it. Like I need to get this book together and I'm ready to write another book now on my own. I just need to find me a publicist. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because there's way more to the story than the little bit that I was able to write, you know? Right. That's right. So. so throughout the chapter in the book, and I know, you know, it was revisiting a very hard time in your life. And some of the words that you used in your chapter were words like hopeless, frustrated, traumatic, incomplete. Right. You know, have you found the antonym to those words? Have, are you experiencing the opposite effect of those things now? Like, how is life treating you now? Uh, I would be lying if I said that um, I still don't have the negative effects from from breast cancer because chemo and radiation does a number on your body and you never ever bounce back all the way right. um i had some i've had so many surgeries and so much stuff done to me to try to get me back like i was that sometimes i still feel a little incomplete you know mm -hmm. um but as far as mentally like i feel good that i'm still here yeah. you know it's what 2014 and we're going into 2022 pretty soon That's so right. I definitely feel happy about that but the fear of reoccurrence and the worry of what if it's always going to be there yeah always yeah same here I do understand those feelings definitely a life-altering situation mm -hmm. 
And like you said, and I didn't have chemo, but I did have radiation and just the mm-hmm. things that, you know, you deal with afterwards. Yeah. It's a lot. You know, you have to do a total readjustment. Um, yeah. Some of the, the ways that I have found to kind of deal with the symptoms that I still have, because I still have joint pain. Um, mm-hmm. I've had like an infection in my gums before. Mm-hmm. I lost all my hair in the top of my head. Um, those oh, wow. are just a few of the things that I experienced. And that was just from radiation alone. Mm-hmm. So I tried to um, become mother nature. Oh, <laughs> 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 natural stuff. You know, I changed my diet completely as um, vegan. So everything that I use, all my products are natural. And I know none of that guarantees, you know, it will not guarantee that a reoccurrence will not come but it helps right. me, honestly, helps me feel closer to God. So right. I just try to strip down and just be as pure and natural as I can be to, to how he put me here. So that I would definitely say that chemo broke me down to there was nowhere. I couldn't have went any further. Yeah. Um, and once you get that poison in your body, man, it's, it does. It wreaks havoc. I have like heart murmurs and stuff now and. Sometimes I have things going on with my kidneys and this left breast don't never want to act right because right. not only did I have chemo, it was radiated too. So it's yeah. like, you know, but like you said, and that's the first thing you asked me yesterday, what you eating? Yeah. And I was laughing like, okay, I'm in trouble now, you know, and I, and that's the biggest thing for me is trying to find what to eat. Cause I'm so finicky and I'm so picky and I hate, I hate vegetables. I mean, and but I know I do have to start eating better. I have to eat cleaner because you get meat and these animals could already have different stuff in which your immune system, once it gets in there and mixes in, then that's another to another issue, you know? Right. So. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we in it together, sis. So. Always. Always. <laughs> yeah. We will never lose touch again. That's, that's sure. right. I, know I remember when you first found me, I was so excited. Yeah. Because the last time I remember seeing you was when you came to the house and I was leaving. I was pregnant. Yeah. And no, we saw each other a little while after that. Yeah. We all did. had our kids by then. So, yeah. you know, but it's, it's, it's definitely been a wonderful friendship with you. And to be able to share this journey with you as well is definitely awesome. Right. Because we know each other and it's like, hey, we must really be cool because we didn't walk the same journey just about, you know? Exactly. You know, <laughs> kindred spirits. Absolutely. So I know it'll never be life after because we always deal with those thoughts mm-hmm. and just those um, adverse reactions of treatment. But have you found healing since your fight? Emotionally, do you feel in a better place now? Um, it has taken me a while because, you know, I had a tragedy right after that. Um, and so almost three years later, mentally, I'm a lot better than what I was. Now, as far as the illness, I still get nervous. Like yeah. if I f- I'm feeling bad or my head is hurting, I'm going to the doctor or I'm right. diagnosing myself on Google. Now that I've got a brain aneurysm and all <laughs> kind of stuff, <laughs> but um, I am in a much happier place than I've been in a very long time. And that comes from, I just take some time and, you know, sometimes you just got to be by yourself, you know, take some time to just 
be with your be with you you know what i'm saying and just think about stuff and i know that staying positive was like a major part of it you know mm. you have to stay positive at all times you know because words are powerful you can speak things into existence Definitely. and you know it's just it's important to always keep a positive outlook no matter what exactly i couldn't agree more so for anyone who is listening that may have recently been diagnosed with breast cancer, what <laughs> word of advice or words of wisdom would you offer? Um, I would definitely say don't wait around. If, if, if you feel like something's wrong, nine times out of 10, something's wrong because your mm -hmm. intuition is going to tell you that. And if you do get it to where you have a diagnosis, it, it doesn't always mean that it's going to, that you're not going to survive. You, they have so many, so much better technology than even when me and you first got sick, right. they've evolved so much with stuff that doesn't even include chemo, you know? Um, and it's just very important to make sure you got a good support system. Um, make sure you're, like you said, eating, eating well, you know, because your immune system is, is definitely going to take a hit, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and just stay as positive as possible. And you can call me if you want to. I know, I, I'll right. talk to anybody. Yes. <laughs> and I will say, um, taking a page out of your book, I have shared my story on Facebook in several groups. And because of that, I've mentored about five ladies through their breast cancer journey. So mm. there honestly is power in sharing your story. It is. And I just tell you, if you had never shared yours, you know, I, I, you just created a domino effect. I'll just say it like that. And it was a very positive one. So thank you for well, putting that into motion. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for finding me. Like I, yeah. I you know, there, you have acquaintances and then you have friends, but you're right. neither. You're my sister always right. because we've been through a lot together and you know, when you ended up telling me you had breast cancer, I was so devastated. Yeah, I really was because I'm like, I don't want her to go through what I'm going through. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm so happy that it wasn't as bad, yeah. you know, and that they were able to take care of it and that you're doing good because, you know, like I said, I have lost other friends that had breast cancer, you know? I really appreciate that. Yeah. And same, I felt when I found you and read your post, I hadn't had any experience with breast cancer at the time, but I just felt so sad because, you know, just knowing that journey and yeah. what people experience, yeah. I hated that experience for you at yeah. the time, but now knowing, going through that experience and just living through it and knowing that the sisterhood and the camaraderie and the support and the resources yeah. that you receive while you're in it. I can't say that, Lord, I wouldn't change it. I ain't going to go that far. You know, right. if I ain't had to go through it, I wouldn't. But I will say <laughs> that the experience was not completely bad. I'll Absolutely. say that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like um, I used to, when I first got sick, it took me a minute to get my mind right because mm -hmm. I was looking at them doctors like, y'all got me messed up. Mm -hmm. I ain't putting that stuff in my body. Right. We, uh, uh like and my mom worked in oncology you know when mama speak it's a wrap it's yeah. basically sit down shut up mm -hmm. and let them give you this medication right but there were nights where I just wished that God would just go ahead and take me it was that bad 
You know what I'm saying? It was really that bad. But once I got out of my own way, and like I was saying about the positiveness and I pushed all that negativity out, I'm like, oh man, this is hard, but I'm gonna rock this out because everybody has a journey. Everybody's gonna have a journey in life. And who am I to say that it's unfair for the journey that I was given? Especially when other people have had them and it's been way worse. So to me, it was my job to walk that journey and to tell my story so that whoever's coming behind me can pick up little stuff, you know, little things here and there, like in the inshore drinks. That's really what got me by because I couldn't eat. I I went without eating for months. And guess what? I never lost any weight. Go figure. (laughs) That was one of the side effects I was looking for, like weight loss. And it never came. And it still ain't came. So, you know, (laughs) they say, oh, you're going to lose all this weight. I'm like, y'all lied to me because I lost nothing. I probably gained some weight, (laughs) you know. So I know when I was going through... And you know, misery loves company, but I had just finalized the divorce like 10 days before my diagnosis. So you put divorce, you put breast cancer. And then on my very last day of radiation treatment, I lost my job. So you mm. like put all three of those things together and make the perfect little, um, you know, crisis cake. Right. So we never experience one thing at a time, but- no. How, how are I know you've experienced things and I know it has gone much deeper than what you shared in the book. So have you been able to kind of separate your crises or does it did it all come as like a big tidal wave, just kind of things that you felt all at once? Well, um, my breast cancer journey, I'll never say it's over because I'm on medication every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it started coming to where I was in remission and I was doing really, really well. And then once I was actually really doing well, then that's when tragedy hit again. So now I'm dealing with, uh oh, what if I get sick again? And then I'm grieving. So all of that was together at one time. It was to the point where I could not differentiate between the two. It was just all one big old, it was just horrible, yeah. you know, um, I moved out of Columbus so that I can leave all that in behind. And I have actually been able to deal with the fact that, hey, you know, you have an illness that even though it is in remission, it can come back. So mentally, I feel like I'm very prepared if if it was to happen again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But in the beginning, it's hard to to split the, split the two up because there's mm-hmm. so much emotions. Everything is just lumped in together, you know? Yeah, yeah. I respect that. Well, you've written a book. I love the chapter in the book. Are there any other creative avenues that you are exploring? I'm actually, I really would like to write another book. Um, and I've been trying to get my little survivor by nature business up and running. Nice. I really wanted it to be able to assist and help people find funding that's going through breast cancer. I was very lucky that I never lost my pay. My job was amazing. I never lost my job. I had my health benefits and I never lost pay during mm-hmm. the whole time I was going through this. But I know plenty of people who did plenty of people that didn't know how they were going to feed themselves. And, right. you know, they, they were saying, Oh, it's all this money out here. And honestly, I beat the pavement looking for it. Well, where is it? Cause mm-hmm. I didn't get none of it. So I wanted to be able to assist and help 
with providing something for people when when they're going through it food money to pay bills or whatever um but i'm not as creative as you so i haven't figured that out yet i'm just still trying to work it out we're gonna figure that out together because i i had to experience that so evidently we need to do writing yeah i'm i know that that book i want to combine it with grief because Mm -hmm. it is one story that leads into another and they both are intertwined you know what i'm saying yeah yeah all right (laughs) so aside from your book what's next for you um i'm actually getting married on the 28th of august hey let me get my vesta williams voice (laughs) oh that's right come up here (laughs) (laughs) i'm so excited for you ma'am thank you that and just working and you know being I have decided that I'm just going to live my life with no questions asked, with no right. apologies, just do whatever I feel like I want to do because life is so short. Yeah. I had a scare um, recently that I'm still waiting to see if it's just a scare or what we're dealing with, but mentally, I don't have time for that. Right. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm going to just live. Yeah. And, that, and that means if I wake up and say, hey, I want to go do such and such, that's what I'm going to do that's what you're gonna because Life is just so short. Yeah. And I took a lot of things for granted before I got sick, you know, but since then it has made me put in everything into perspective. Yeah. Stop putting off stuff that you can do today. If you can do it, do it because you might not have tomorrow. Right. That's Uh, right. And I know that you have started a life coaching business. So tell us about that. (laughs) Um, I just finally got, I got my my certification. I think it was in June. Um, haven't done anything with it yet because I'm I moved and everything is so chaotic right now so once I can mentally clear my head as far as like work and all that stuff I plan on putting that in motion and I I hope to use that as my foundation for what I really want to do when it comes to breast cancer survivors and cancer survivors period but breast cancer because I'm a breast cancer survivor so Yeah. yeah beautiful so tell our listeners where they can pick up the book at. Uh, well, um, I have the book on hand, so you're more than welcome to hit me up on Facebook. I, it's not being sold online. Um, I just bought copies myself, and then I just sell them that way. So, you know, I'm on social, all social media. Um, you got my email address, you know. Of course. So is it? Um, Nicole showed on social media or is it under a different name? Uh, Facebook is Nicole showed. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, it has been my absolute pleasure talking to you today. Is there anything else you think we should cover before we end this podcast? Uh, No, I mean, I just, if, if you are out there and you're going through this, you know, know that there is you know, help. There are groups, people that you can talk to, um, because that thing will have you up at late at night, you know, stressed out and worried. And so again, like I'm always available, no matter what time of day it is, I'm always available. So did you covered everything? Nice. All right, sis. Well, you know, I'm sending you my love and my prayers. Absolutely. Peace over you, good health, prosperity, all the goodness that your heart can hold. I pray that for you. And I love you so much. I love you too. And thank you.
All right. Thank you for joining us. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you all for listening in and we'll talk to you next time.